0: Welcome back to Infinite Geek Talk, an ongoing conversation between your hosts, former DC Comics editor and owner of Infinite Heroes in Watertown, Connecticut, Paul Santos, who is joined by Keith Field, co-founder of Guerrilla Valley Games and the owner of Rats Nest Studios. Let's listen in. Well, Paul, uh, this weekend I watched a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon movie for babies. And I have to tell you, I enjoyed it very much. Was it a movie or was it, is it a, a movie, series? As it was a movie. It was a movie. Now, okay. I, I did no research ahead of time. I just saw the the colorful likenesses of the beloved turtles right. they, as reimagined by some sort of funhouse mirror. And I said, yeah, you know what? Rather than just dismiss this as a thing for babies and creeps, I'm going to look at it. So it was a one of those Nickelodeon-made... Uh, Turtles projects. Uh, it was all odd, shifty art that I enjoyed yep. very much. Yep, it's what I call like hipstery, messy, but with perfect and intentional flows of action. Yeah,
1: I call it the the Nickelodeon style because it's very. It seems. Oh, to is show, that common? Yeah, for their jazz? it seems to be their big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even their comedic cartoons are just animated very well. Yep, like and uh, even old stuff. That was the thing. Yeah, that, you know, you
0: have this sketchy, scribbly style. Uh, The border, you're like, "Ah, I assume it's an actual curated style that they're going for. And then when you see just how intentional the action is and how slickly done the actual animation was, it's like, yeah, you know what, I think that made the decision. Let me go ahead and watch this weird alternate take on the Turtles. It's weird. It's It was obviously just a, a sales, uh, you know, gimmick, whatever, that, that's by its very definition. But I don't say that in a bad way, because right. I recognize that they are wonderful interactive commercials well, for the... toys, and I would dig those toys. I dug it a lot. And this is the 10th iteration? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Turtles? At this point, yeah. I don't even have a count. I don't know if it's an ongoing. I assume there's a, a, a show for Babies and Creeps on Nickelodeon well, that had, this
1: backs up. They had just launched one, and this might be it, but yeah. uh, they had just launched one a couple of years years ago that failed horribly. And, and I think well this one had Raphael
0: was the leader yeah. and he was gigantic yeah. and, and like meaty they were more like superheroes uh, Michelangelo was a would-be
1: sorcerer of some kind right
0: right right and uh, Donatello still machines he had the weird goggles coming up off his yeah, head yeah
1: this might be the one that they tried and failed with I, okay. don't, I don't know for sure I'd have to I mean there's too much yeah, me neither or
0: not, I wasn't committed enough but it, uh, kind of my even telling the story was to say I liked it because it had a neat toy video game buzz oh, cool. it was a perfectly realized Commercial as entertainment, and I say that in a non-ironic, straightforward way. I ended up liking the character choices. I would say that whoever voiced Michelangelo sounded far too feminine. And if it was a, okay. if it was a, a woman, then then you know, so be it. But madam, might I suggest you should not have been playing Michelangelo? I even the, the odd choices they made, like they're April O'Neil had a very screechy, kind of crazy, greasy, gray voice. Yeah. But even she was a fine character. I thought okay. they made a, a solid uh, choice. I, will I bring it up because every once in a while, one of these things targeted toward babies and weirdos turns out to be kind of satisfying. And I have to say that in its simplicity and in its writing, whatever the hell I watched was A-OK. And last note... I, without doing any research, assume that the DuckTales, the most recent DuckTales cartoon that I loved so much and would take a bullet for, yes, uh, somehow in spirit, this cartoon shared a relationship with it. It had most of the voice cast and the general sense of humor and even the presentation of what I initially described as like millennial frantic style I'll, would carry between the two. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I dug it. It's a fine hour and 20. Oh. And uh, as I'm watching it, I felt my hands itch because I knew that... It would only be moments after the movie ended that I would be jumping back on my PS5 to play more of the Shredder's Revenge. The Shredder's Revenge,
1: great game. Oh, good. Great so game. you are playing? Yes. yes. Yeah. Great game. Uh, I broke down. I usually don't do digital, but I didn't so want to you... wait. I didn't want to wait for the um, hard copy. Yeah, it's not it's, coming out for another few weeks. As of uh, this recording. is it a few weeks? I thought it was like months. No, that's coming out.
0: Actually, wait—you might be right because months. there's. This is a wondrous time to be a fan nah. of the the more mainstream version of of the Sweet turtle. What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Best timeline ever. It's full of green. Uh, there is a collection of every turtle side-scroller ever. The Cowabunga Collection. The Cowabunga Collection yeah. coming oh, out this month. Yes. That comes out by the end of the month. I don't remember where the physical copy of Shredder's Revenge comes out in that, math. You might be right. It I might think, be months I think, now. I think,
1: yeah. And um, I always find those collections fun in spirit, but I already own those in dubious ways, so I don't need to buy them. Now, all we can speak to this because this has been a, an ongoing debate
0: of the spirit yep. within and without for a long time yep. now. Uh, we're both big video game people. Those of you who've been listening to this on, uh, ongoing conversation know that we've talking quite a bit about right. talking, new word, America, <laughs> Genius <laughs> is brewed within this studio, talking sure. for the masses, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pretty sure
1: that's like a depression era word or something, right? C-A-L-K-E-N,
0: talking. Yeah.
1: Talking, yeah, talking. yeah Boom. talking.
0: Keith Field, resurrecting <laughs> talking for a new generation.
1: Yes. We'll avoid
0: that though. And say instead that uh we're we're both big fans. Oh, oh the land, oh the video game. And uh that era in particular, the that of our youth, the, Yes. The, the the 80s segue well, into the 90s. I know we're we're some, about some real
1: this. gemstones. There. Right, and I know we've talked about this a little bit before. Like I am old enough that I do I, you know, I a friend of mine had an Atari. Before I got an NES. So mm-hmm. i played Atari and I respect Atari. Right. But I hate every single Atari game I've ever made. <laughs> like, I just can't. I played right. for five minutes and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done. And we, I
0: we will come back to that. Yeah. I this just can't. sin that you spake in front right. of your friends. See, now that's spake. That's spake. a little more mainstream spake. than talking. <laughs> um, of this bit, I will say, I, lest I lose the thought. That, given a gentleman who is a a morally colorful astronaut in in this grand galaxy of ours, I myself... Held a great disdain through the piracy of games. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, and I say that as this someone who might have walked out of a store with Tic Tacs accidentally earlier today. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel we have to give back at the altar of these things that serve as oh, our I, I our a,
1: shared culture. I have a whole argument. Not that I would ever do this, but I'm just saying. Uh, oh, I
0: I know you're with you're me right. here in White
1: Knight no, no, territory. I'm, but no, no, I won't even
0: linger there because. Because okay. we shouldn't be about judging anybody. I recognize what it is. Uh, that having been said, the the affiliated and 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 certainly more readily discussed conversation of digital ownership of something yeah. versus owning the old thing, right? Because that's where I started to segue. We both came from the birth of all this. It's possible for each of us to own every system that has come out that are the... Uh, oh. Ten posts of the world of virtual plumbing and emulators yeah, and all the rest I, of it.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do, it, it's just it's too much, um... How do I say this without sounding hypocritical because I own a comic I think store. we've naturally gotten to the, the tone of where I wanted to get yes. in that very spirit. Yeah, it's hard... Where to, do you
0: come in the, in, in the spirit, not about the theft, whatever, the right. monstrous theft that'll see you chained in hell while I mock you from heaven. Right, right, right. It's... Give when you think about the fact that we live as collectors, right? Yeah. We have our own philosophies. I'm a minimalist collector for what it's worth, a spiritual collector. Right. Um you you are a mighty shopkeep and hero of the land. Your collection still bears right. great girth, you know, right. it, it, you know, what it is. <clears throat> as you then have, as we both do, so many other interests outside of the comics, it's interesting to see what things you know, my peers. Will gravitate toward outside of the comic with the same level of commitment or a lesser level of commitment. Right. So I know that's all very wordy. Let us now under that Aegeus consider the video I, game.
1: So I will tell you uh my argument. I've seen other this is other people have the same views, and I, I do too. When you're talking about, say, I don't know, NES to PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. game, that, that, GameCube. Okay, beautiful, right?
0: beautiful. That is a you, natural assessment of an era.
1: Right, you could buy a video game like Castlevania 3. You could buy Castlevania 3 physically for whatever it's going for, 50 bucks, hypothetically. Hypothetically. You, you cannot, un- as an adult human with a job and you're average at video games, mm-hmm. it's gonna take you a long time to physically go throughout that whole game, correct. Right? Same correct. thing like, uh, same thing like a Final Fantasy for NES or a sure. Dragon Warrior or something. Because sure. back then, video games companies hated you, and <laughs> they just wanted you to play their game over and over again without any progress. Correct. correct. So those games are broken to a certain extent. That's one way of viewing it, and but, I, I won't fight it. Right, but if you want to play throughout the whole thing an emulator or ROM, it's much easier because you could either do save states or either straight up cheat. Right. And you, um, I would argue with save states, you are experiencing the game in its entirety, I don't think you're. I think cheating is different. I, you're, 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 not. But same so, states you so are. So that
0: being the case, then, and I, I certainly don't disagree, right? Uh,
1: philosophically
0: with anything. And that goes said, all the even way. It's p- not mine, and right?
1: And that goes all the way to PlayStation One. I'm just using okay. NES so as that period—that's your assessment yeah. of. Whereas you would have a different assessment moving past that point, or no? Yeah, moving past that point, I mean, like there, there are just too many games that are like shit. You know what I mean? Like sure. You don't need to play uh, Barbie's Puppy Palace or whatever. You know, a, a very I just made up, Yeah, I wrong. but even like the NES Barbie game is but, a platformer that's but now just we like weird. I kind of need to play that game. Right, tell I'll, I'll, me about I'll, it, Paul. I invent it. I uh, know, mm. but I but you could uh, the NES is almost like Marvel comics from the 60s. Or, well, now that's it. You you're know getting know what I mean?
0: you're you're kind of uh, uh, intuiting where I'm going. Right, is, like that, that, is that is where
1: we're going? Yeah.
0: Is that and I'll just introduce it at yeah, this point, going, in yeah. quick. Yeah. Is that and we'll get back to just that that chronology. Um, Given the fact that there has always been a mindset that has collected games, going back as far as the 2600, there are folks for whom collecting the games, various levels of commitment to you know the, the physical asset, before we knew we were going to be able to download this sure, stuff yeah. in an eye blink, have always existed. I never thought of myself as a game collector, which is to say any game that I owned was purchased to be played. Yeah,
1: same. So, I'm the same way.
0: So now we have learned that you share yeah. that as well. Yeah. Now, that being the case, then, let me jump ahead slightly spiritually and ask that at this point as we live in 2022, where not everybody decided to hold on to their shit, thus engendering a retro market from the curious, the people going to buy that stuff is presumably not going to dip their toe in and try to play Chinese Kung Fu heroes. It's a case of wanting to collect the asset. They've decided ownership of those games and those systems... Is enough of a sort of map of totems to their past that it, they need to own those games, curate those games, even with no thought of selling them or reselling them? Yes. What do you think of video games as an iconic collectible?
1: Oh, I think it's great. Yeah? I mean, I, you, I, see, you dig I that, market? Them, Yeah, I see them as collectibles. I, not for me personally. Like, I can appreciate record collecting, but I don't own a single album. You know, so no, like I I'm get it. You know, so your personal cue of yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like peer comparison right. of a collector. But I would say I, I would say out of even cards, I think video game collecting is more akin to comic book collecting because there's
0: a secondary purpose. Right. You have
1: a totem pole, you have this little post,
0: right. but you could also open up a comic right. and read. And it. you could and you could video be, games are very similar in that. Yeah, way. Yeah,
1: and then there are people who collect only Zelda games or Pokemon games or whatever whatever Wait, happens. Paul?
0: I've heard of those people. Right. And if you glance under my television, America and beyond, well, right. you'll see my collection. There are a bunch of video games. They're not my collection. Those are just games that I happen to run and right. want play at this time. But the actual collection, which rests under a Legend of Zelda saddlebag yeah. the saddlebag, is every Zelda game ever made. Yeah. That was what I decided for myself. Was uh, after getting rid of all my games over the course of time, it was never going to matter to rebuild a physical asset collection per se, so let me thematically create a little collection to scratch that itch. Yeah, and me- To symbolically represent decades of buying physical games. Right, and I'd
1: rather me- That is my Zelda collection. Yeah, I I mean, for me, I already collect too much stuff. Like, I need to draw a line. Same. And uh, between comics and figures and, and to a certain extent, statues, um, I'd rather just have these games digitally, where I know I could play them whenever I want. And I, they're, you know, I, I am they're s- old, you're not like when you buy a Konami yeah. uh, game from 1987, no one is getting that money. Right. You know what I mean? Right, it's, right, right. And, and it's and not the same thing. And that's why we'll go back to
0: your qualification of everything up to PS1 because I think yeah. that, that reasoning is strongest then. Yeah. You're not going to go buy a copy of Crazy Ivan. Fifty or sixty dollars, no. unless you're collecting it to fill a gap into a collection of every right. PlayStation, right? Game, and again, or uh, every video game with the word Ivan.
1: And, and you're going to get, uh, <laughs> you're going to get a thing that's called board rot in older video games. They're going to not mm-hmm. work pretty. I mean, Atari is the uh, is the uh, oldest um, you know known system. Uh, there are older systems, but the most more popular one is Atari. And we'll say mainstream. Mainstream. Your yeah. point is made. But your those games are going to start breaking down. I think the next decade. Correct. You know, so like, well, Paul is a collector, not of video games per se. But certainly of exploitation media. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: every time poor Amberlynn's face melts away, <laughs> and I consider the mortality of physical assets. Well, thin,
1: uh, film uh, holds up much better than... It's still than the principle. Yeah. It's more
0: heartbreaking, because you think you have the immortality of
1: something right. that isn't degrading. Right, 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 right. And
0: then suddenly Amber is turned to fluid, and I can't get anything <laughs> out of it. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, but yes, I, I enjoy... And I'm more of a... you know Same thing with... Uh, like I consume video games, right? Like I, I sure. want to play through... It's almost like reading a book sure or a comic or watching a movie like i want to play the game experience the game but i'm my ocd is i want to finish it yep you know
0: paul and percent understand as my friends can tell you i've spent an entire life being yelled at by people when and i i will admit when i was young i more or less got off on doing it when i would very quickly announce to my peers yep just beat it and sometimes oh. it was night of. I was that guy. Oh, I was not. I I'm was. And it what the hell's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh my God, that was my third F-bomb and it was in the most pointlessly <laughs> uncommitted <laughs> environment. <laughs> mocking my middle school peers, mocking me for beating my game so I quickly. I mean, that's pretty good. That's I pretty was that guy. Drop. Yeah. I guess. Well, I, I, I was that guy. I was the one who had... An, uh, just an almost like mental damage level need to beat games as quickly as possible. I might then go back right. and, and enjoy them, especially if there was a save file that I could go and continue to unlock secrets and, and whatnot. But, sure, right, right, right. Yeah, I was always that idiot wasting money. Well, because... So I refuse to rent games because we didn't lose a war and I don't like used things. There, I've said it. <laughs> well, with the exception of comics and various uh, vintage collectibles. Right, right, right.
1: Well, I mean, I have a whole thing with um, especially NES, like, I. I never I had to blow I into my played? Nintendo,
0: and yeah, I know, I opened myself up to some sort of mockery or, or no, some right. sort of dirty joke there, but, but I was never one of those people, right, because I right. made sure everything was clean and pristine. Right. And well, they told family. you not to
1: clean it with alcohol, which is a lie. Benzene or they, paint thinner? They were What's like, the
0: first thing YouTube tells us? Go get some paint thinner. Yeah, yeah. Go get some rubbing um, alcohol. Um. and you'll be playing Bayou Billy by Midnight. Right,
1: right. In the NES games, now that we know all the behind-the-scenes stuff and stories, they're made, you know, they're trolling their player base. They want you to, like, It's a little tinfoil
0: hat, Paul.
1: Uh, no, I'm not the one who came up with this. They, they made it so you can't, they want you to spend as much time on the game without buying another game it's for called, certain it's things. It's called the LJN principle. Well, yeah, that's if it. If the
0: only game I own is, is Nightmare on Elm Street that's, 2, that's
1: it. Then I'm not
0: going to buy another game till I've beaten Freddy. Right. I and, assume that was the goal. I don't play en- LJN games. And
1: I've enjoyed, like, I've played, I've not beaten, but I've played every NES game. But a lot of people could because you could get your ROMs and get that through. Fascinating. Yeah. Now,
0: now Paul, is that I hyperbole, mean, I'm or or have you literally you, done it? No, not, I, no one's going to judge you no, negatively. I've, I've
1: literally played them all. You made it a goal to play yeah, them all. I've had. I've I'm going to tell
0: you that's the collection of a certain
1: spirit. Yeah. I
0: mean, I've and had, I applaud that
1: project. I've had these. Di- uh, uh, I've had these digital games for like. I don't know, twenty years. So, and it's, Paul, I'm you going know, to need you to join my class action lawsuit against Nintendo. Oh, god!
0: To bring Devil World to the U.S.
1: Oh, I've not done uh, Famicom, uh, Famicom games, but uh, well,
0: I'm glad I was able to make you qualify the statement within my first statement about yes, this
1: project of yes, yours. Yeah, yeah. But I don't judge you for that. Yeah, no. Thank because you. there are so many cool games that never
0: came out over here. Uh, the Famicom, the the family computer system put out by Nintendo. Uh, it's the NES basically is more or less what our NES comes from. Uh, there are lots of nifty games on it that never come out. Uh, there's no chance they're ever going to come out in
1: the US. No, I say
0: that, but then the Nintendo Virtual Store—the weirdest stuff shows up. there. I mean, that thing is. I up. Can get so many naughty games from Nintendo. But now. Nintendo
1: is an, that's the other thing, and, and this is just you know when Marvel or DC, right? They do a collection of original they reprint the first 12 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. Right. They charge you like $40, which is cheaper than a 12-issue run of a modern series. Right. But then Nintendo will be like, here's Donkey Kong Jr. for $10. And you're like, what the hell am I paying for? I suppose
0: it's worth discussing that over the years whenever Nintendo has put out an experimental new peripheral, and this would include their various virtual Virtual stores, Uh, the virtual systems, it would include things like the game boy card reader no uh whenever there is a short list of about two dozen games that are the go-to free to experimental titles that nintendo will always release and you know if i was gonna drop that f-bomb i would have dropped it here somehow randomly after any sentence because Keith Charles Field has bought every one of them. See, it would've oh, been right there. Oh no. That's where I put it the F. Every time they come out, would you like to discuss how many times I've bought Balloon Fight and in how many different varieties I have? <laughs> That's, I'm. Balloon Fight, Urban Champion, Excitebike, Mario Brothers. I'm not, not Super Mario Brothers, Mario, Mario. Brothers. Oh. Let me go back and say Urban Champion one more time because I feel I yeah, need to. Yeah, that is... You know, these are the games that are... Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong. And let me point out again, which I may have said on this podcast, but I've certainly said on at least two others... The fact that every time Nintendo puts out damn Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr., they don't fix the order of the levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because notoriously, when this game came out in the U.S. in the 80s, the original Donkey Kong and somehow Donkey Kong Jr. Correct, yeah. The boards were flipped, which meant every that the orders don't happen in a proper progression. It's supposed to go, okay, we'll start with regular Donkey Kong, from the girder level, where we see the, the pink girders leading up to Pauline, To the elevator level, okay, you with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. And the elevators go up and down. Right. To the cement factory, sometimes erroneously called the pie level. This is the level with conveyor belts and there are cement buckets going toward the oil drums. To the final level, which is the blue ziggurat level, or as some call it, the rivets level. Right. Where you pop all the rivets and Donkey Kong falls to the bottom of the screen. This is because this is, in the minds of many, myself included, uh, the, the first major successful video game that had a, a real boss in it. Yeah. You can sit there and talk about Gorf all you want, kids. And then you can throw frigging Phoenix, the follow-up, or, or, or a spiritual brother to Gorf. But the fact is, modern game is yeah. kind of what we're looking for. Yeah, to, um, That we're still fighting today. Uh, that's the order they're supposed to be in. The, the levels in Donkey Kong Jr., not to bore you all, basically are spiritual reinventions of those four levels. So the same order is supposed to exist in both those games. When they came out in the U.S., they come out in the wrong order. They, Nintendo never fixes it. Other people release the game. Some lunatic gangsters in Hungary release malware in the form of a rip-off Donkey Kong. They'll put the order the, the order corrected. Please, Nintendo, please give me what I want. Please give me a proper this is what we intended version of Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. And that's why I bought your effing game 17 times. And this is why I think Repay my loyalty!
1: And I think this is why people don't mind using ROMs or emulators because of stuff like this. Right. It's very like, you know. Those are the things that you can use to
0: justify not paying for Urban Champion right. a 14th time. Right.
1: And they and, there's and also, I don't disagree with any of them. And there's also games that they'll never put on there. True you enough. You know, um, the one-up arcades. The, um, so these are like mini arcade cabinets that you can buy at Walmart Indeed. for $500. They'll have licensed games... That Nintendo has claimed, oh, we can never get our licensed games because it's impossible. But 1UP uh, Arcade right. is a fairly new company. Two
0: morons with a saw and a right. stack of strawberry pies able- have entered into marketing with frigging Walmart. Right. And are selling Ms. Uh, like, Pac-Man arcades for $500. Uh, arcade, uh,
1: fake games for $500. They have each. Capcom units that have all the Marvel arcade games or like the Predator and right, Aliens right. but Nintendo's like I don't know the whoa, licensing whoa, for whoa whoa,
0: for, uh, whoa whoa is there one out there with Predator the, yes the, the Cap, it's a
1: Capcom beat him up <gasps> yeah
0: Hell, I might have to spend five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, you might have to go online. I line. have an unusual
0: love of that game, it's Paul. Been a, as I've, I, I brought it up just yeah, yesterday. It's a award. very, it's a very good game. We were talking about how we were talking about the the movie Prey, the sequel to Predator that just came out. Oh, which I have not have you
1: see, You said you saw it. I did. You did see it. Yeah.
0: Have you seen it, Paul? I'd like to think you could keep me straight from our beloved brothers and sisters and customer that's base. That's true. Well, I really had seen it. I but really me. feel hated and and devalued <laughs> as an employee. Rich, get HR on the phone. Uh, every
1: <laughs> person has seen this movie. But me, so I have it's to good. see this. It's yes. good. I give it a thumbs up, an I, uh, official, unqualified thumbs up. I chose the Gray Man instead,
0: and and you said that's that good. That was
1: very good. So uh, in, a, in a reciprocal, I plan to watch yeah, it. Yeah, very good and, in terms of Chris Evans is amazing in it. It's good, uh, and the writing is very good, but the actual plot leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, but it's still There's a very well acted and yeah. slick.
0: But the deal with Prey was, I liked it enough that I made a list for you and for another chum uh, of the the Predator. Uh, media that has made Predator one of my favorite things, even though I hate most Predator stuff. (laughs) Right, right, right. As most people. And and I'll just share that. We won't have a long conversation about it, but it is video game related, and we are talking about video games. Uh, For Keith, that list is Predator, Predator 2, Prey, and the side-scrolling arcade game. Oh, cool. That is my Predator universe. Uh, Honorable mention the third act of Predators. Yes, yeah. And the original Dark Horse Mini. Because obviously I can't have my video game without Dutch right, right. or whatever the cousin brother's name was. Dutch brother. The, the, yes, yeah. Dutch's brother or brother, cousin, cousin, I don't remember. I don't remember either. He was the hero of the Dark Horse series and he was the, one of the heroes
1: of that video game. So, was, okay, back to it. Yeah, yeah. so I mean- if, Yeah, Nintendo could get their properties back. Yeah, no. they just lazy. So, Yo. so I like being able to like if I decide, you know, going through my NES library at night, that I'm like, I want to play and beat Kid Icarus. I could just do it,
0: which you just did, which I just did I uh, two weeks ago or last
1: week. I don't remember now. Hey, now
0: you you did mention when we were having this chat, and it's kind of what brought us around to be talking about video games yeah. today. Uh, that you just wanted to see the game, basically. So this is this leads me to one of my points. So using Kid Icarus as an example, right? That you're like, ah, oh, it's a say, you know, it's one of the points in the Nintendo compass that I would never done, so I wanted to get it done. Sure. I, I totally respect that. I think the same way about stuff. Because to me, that's exactly the answer to, you know, how do you feel about collecting games? Yes. Other than putting together, like, a little art piece like the Zelda collection for presentation's sake, no, I, I don't see the worth in collecting them either. I especially don't, because just as a point of lays... I never bothered to get rid of most of my games right so as i said in a previous uh installment of this podcast there was a day when i had virtually every game that was ever released for that era but i don't bemoan it because for me you know the loss of it to a very cruel bunker in the heart of south dakota Mm -hmm. and a criminal conspiracy dedicated to cruelty within i I will say simply that i feel like you a game is to be consumed To inform your overall everything of all this stuff yeah. that we've experienced within the the rainbow of, of the genre, and then moved on from. And it can inform those future playthroughs and those future purchases. And, but, and before I forget oh the, yeah, the sure, point again, ahead. I'm sure, not go. interrupting you, yeah, I apologize. Sure, no, it's a problem. It, my, my follow-up question to you, Paul, Yeah, is uh, once a game is beaten, once a game is consumed, once a game moves on, what games have you ever gone back to or regretted not having access to, to make play of, whether
1: virtually or oh, I, uh I. that's easy. Actually, it's two different questions. So yeah. Let's start with I I what
0: games have you gone back to?
1: Um, it's pretty easy. Um, a lot of the NES games I owned as a kid, I've gone back to a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, the original three Super Mario Brothers games. Sure. Um, all the Mega Man games. Uh, really? Both. Yeah, I like Mega Man a lot, You uh, know, it's all right. sometimes wait, a pain wait, in the, ass. Wait,
0: the, the minor segue then on that point, how deep of it, because that's always my question to people, that with the multi-franchise games that were Sacred cats back in the 8 and 16-bit era, yeah. most of us have fallen off at some point. I fell off a of Street Fighter around 6. I'm back on that horse now. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've played all the way up to the current and gotten relatively good at, at current generation Street Fighter, but... You know, I again can answer that six until I I re, rebirthed the interest. How deep did you get with Mega Man? Um,
1: I would say all the games that mattered. So like, well, again, X, to, to Man, the Paul school of thought. Yeah, what is the that? Mega Man uh, one through ten. Oh no, I played eleven. I didn't beat eleven. Right. So Mega Man uh, so one through eleven. I know you hadn't 11. done the most recent yeah, one. Yeah. Um, all the Mega Man X, which didn't. I
0: loved. Screw you all. Yeah, Go on.
1: Uh, Mega Man X, which has. Six games? I I, oh, Mega I Man, Man X,
0: I only did the first two. I felt they were too easy. That's right, America. That is not a flex. I'll
1: play uh, played three. X, X was dummies. I don't know three. what you're all talking Mega about. Mega Man X3 is pretty hard. It ratcheted up Yeah, it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, both Mega Man Legends games. By the
0: way, love the X story oh, yeah. more
1: so than the core story. Yeah, yeah. I love how, like, they, um, uh, because originally a lot of people thought that he is Mega Man, but I think they've now just said They've now different. established he's it's different. another robot.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, they had established it right off the bat. No. Nah, but it was
1: a sauce suggestion. Yeah, it was, they, might have been parts,
0: you know, like sort of a Galvatron like he thing. Yeah, like he died. He and, rebuilt him from right. his remains.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Mega Man Legends games. I never played oh, those. Oh, no, Paul. I love Mega Man Legends. Paul, mm-hmm. I have to hit pause because, no, Mega Man
0: Legends deserves a oh, long-form so. conversation. I used Galvatron, a Transformer. Yes. as a proof of, of just uh, conversational yes. uh, open matter when we weren't talking about Transformers I always thought I was a better class of geek oh no, no. I'm it, not uh, it happens I'm not I- I'm part of the problem Paul yeah. yeah no it happens ladies and gentlemen if you must you may decide I-, I leave it to all of you if you decide
1: I must be shot into the no, sun no you're I no, no, no you're fine no no you're fine you're okay alright we won't linger let's move on uh, and I didn't play any of those like the battle network games well, they, They're more for weird like babies and creeps yeah, those the uh, stuff the things like that. based
0: on the most recent, or actually, not most recent, the things based on the American release cartoon. Oh, yeah, no, idea there that. was a Rockman cartoon by the way in Japan. I, I know, I, I saw I, it, I watched it really. I've, seen it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of yeah, that. It pretty I, good. my mm-hmm. only exposure to it was at a con years ago, right when Power Rangers was coming out. I bought a tape of the first four episodes of Zhu Ninja. Uh, and the last four, so I got to see the the open and the close of the first season's Sentai series that was cannibalized for the first few seasons of Power Rangers. Oh. And there were little commercial
1: clips because oh, they were oh, taking oh, off video. Oh, rock, uh, huh?
0: and, and he's like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, right." And it looked like it was just heaven on earth. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. The internet, you can watch anything, kids. That's true. So I've never bothered to go looking for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've gone back. So a Mega Man fan? Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm a very like. Uh, no, are really good and type. doesn't
0: get enough talk about the
1: The Mega Man games for the Game Boy. Did you play those? I have played those. Yeah, they really are very good. Yeah, I played them. They're very, very good. I also like the um, the Wily Wars. Yeah. That game, I wish... I found out about that game much later in life. Good game, man. Good game. <laughs> I was mad that I didn't play it back in the 90s. I'm like, but we what the hell? We're
0: burying the lead. You, uh, even though I've had much exposure to them. The Legends games. I love them. They're, yeah. great. And They're and great. They have such a following and it, we're never gonna see any
1: of it. No, because Capcom no. is a terrible company. I mean, <laughs> no, no, Paul. No, no, they're not terrible, they're not Konami. I take that back. Uh,
0: uh, no, no, uh, no, no, Paul. No,
1: I, I'm never working for either video game company, so. That's very know. close-minded. But uh, Hi, Capcom and
0: Konami. It's me, your old buddy Keith. <laughs> Do, just don't don't you forget who offered you nothing but love and acceptance on every angle. When you're looking for someone to head your your burgeoning new
1: comics division. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Capcom. Um, there is a little bit of hope, right? Because the they're Reson- going to start Commander Babyhead from those well, Commander they've... Capcom games. Uh, they've got those or Capcom, Captain Capcom, whatever they ended. It's with. a Captain Capcom. I think thing. he was Mando. Mando. Anyway. anyway, he had a baby for a head. He, Paul. he did. He
0: did. I can't be blamed for not being totally specific, but yeah, he will be the start of the. Uh, Capcom Konami Extended Universe. Cinematic Universe.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go on. They're remaking all the Resident Evil games. So there's sure. some hope maybe you at some it? point. Did you play 2 and 3, the remakes? The remakes have not. I played the original so ones. So 2 yeah. got all the love
0: in God's World. Everybody I thought it was perfection. 3, right? But 3 isn't a remake. It's a reimagining. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. They made, It's basically... more of a rail shooter than survival yeah. horror, so... Wake and up four, Capcom. This is why Paul says he hates you. Right, correct. I love you. But this is why Paul thinks you've forgotten what you've set out to do in making and selling video games. Yeah. You know, make and sell video games. Yes. I never say that though. I'm looking forward to my time writing that book about babyhead.
1: So uh just, <laughs> <laughs> let's not lose track <laughs> but, of that. But you could <laughs> see mm. the, you could see through my uh, my like uh, my love of comics that like I do like the 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 mascot, the main characters of these franchises. Zelda Amen. like Link and Legend of Zelda and Church Mega Man. Man. So I, I gravitate towards those games. Yep. Um characters I, that are kept alive by
0: enduring franchises. I mean even I, I too stand heroically on such points. Uh, my version of it is who is this interesting new individual that's shown up on my Rule 34 website? But I you know beyond that, right, you know, right, it's right. it's it's whatever characters are able to Lead multi part franchises, yeah. right? Your Lynx and and your Urban Champions, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I Where, now? This this is a thing, Paul. Where does Paul stand in the universe of Smash? Oh,
1: like, I. Are you a Smashman? S- so I kind of suck at Smash, well. uh, and I'm not. I should also preface this: I am not good at fighting games. I like that you admit uh, that, Paul. I'm maybe... It, it's a
0: certain dignified vulnerability that I yeah, find appealing.
1: There's only a handful that I am good at. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2? Uh, oh, yeah. Arcade, arcade. Okay, not okay. in home system, I'll get killed. What is the Paul Santos combo? Uh, Mega Man, Iron Man, uh, and Spider-Man. I am very boring in my selection. No, what, do you, what do you have? <clears throat> Venom. Okay.
0: Wolverine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then mood character. Whatever I just happen to be in the Oh, mood for. whatever you are in the mood for. And i for. will do my best to just stick with Venom
1: throughout the entire fight. I mean, listen, I will I will take out Spidey and put in like Cable or, See, or the, the whoever. third is for variety. Yeah, it depends on what like how how I'm but feeling. But the, the Wolverine
0: Venom team up is is an inflexible law for Keith Charles
1: feud. Yeah, I need Iron Man and Mega Man cuz they're See, I could they're cheap. In the arcade, you spam them like no, crazy. Oh, he's not
0: me. That's why the high finesse character of Wolverine is in my choice, no. Liz.
1: Yeah, spamming is good.
0: But, but I'm not, yeah. I so don't I- pretend to be great at um, Capcom games. I, uh, the, the exception that, that was the rule for me was Power Stone. Okay. I, I haven't played Power Stone in over a decade. I will take anyone alive at, para, at Power Stone. Okay. Yeah. You give me my Jack the Ripper mummy synergy, yeah, power yeah. No, power results. Yeah, and
1: I'm not, I know when I was playing, uh, we played Injustice 1 and 2 at, at, at DC uh, before they That's came out. That's fun to think about. Yeah, and um, I was doing pretty well against, like, the uh, people had obviously never played a fighting game ever, but both times <laughs> I got beat pretty bad by people who play video games, and uh, it also comes down to... Well, pl- Paul, you,
0: you, let, let's not step on a, a teachable moment. What big name DC folk
1: oh, are good at video games? No, no, nobody. Uh, these are all employees. There's nobody. Not Jim Lee. I didn't. No one. We, no one fought against Jim Lee or. or Dan see, that's DL. what's always
0: fascinated me. Yeah. Uh, the only creator of of the recent past that I I got any sense of like. The video game climate behind the scenes was Bendis, because he would talk
1: about it very openly in his his pages. Walt Simonson is a huge video game fan. Really? See, that's that's cool stuff. Huge, like, Zelda fan. Neat. Uh, He approached, when he found out Wildstorm had uh, World of Warcraft, he was the one one who who approached them to say I want to write this. Well, let me ask you then, because this isn't a slam against the Master, because
0: we know Walt is indeed the Master. That series was very...
1: Broken on arrival. I've heard it's. What this is happened, Blizzard? There, Paul? Blizzard happened. I assume it yeah, was 100% Blizzard. Blizzard. yeah. Um, from what I've been told, and it's pretty public knowledge. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not
0: asking the air anything. I mean, Lord knows.
1: Blizzard does a fine enough War- job of tarnishing its own reputation. I don't know if. Do you remember the series at all? Oh, very much so. So the number one sold gangbusters. That's what I'm it saying. It was like their number. It was Wildstorm's biggest book since like Thundercats. It, 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 that's how far Wild uh, Wildstorm had fallen. Right. Um, and they were original character. No, the main character was the a lore cha- guy. It, it, the, the,
0: he was a lore guy reimagined and, massively. That was Varian and, Rin, but, the the king of right, Stormwind. Right.
1: But days. everyone else was new. Correct. And
0: For the, the the characters that would be his companions, the slavers, right. you'd usually get like
1: one lore character an issue
0: and it was someone right. very underwhelming.
1: So what happened was, uh, it was very good, I'd say what, six issues? Very good? Or, or I, less? I can, I can give you a little more of the intimacy of quality if, right. if yeah, I And then you can talk about the mechanics. I'm forgetting the quality, yeah. What
0: they did was this. Um, as someone who w- was indeed a wowsman in right. the beginning, um, uh, I'll speak in an in- universe style to make it palatable. Basically, the king of Stormwind, one of the major in-game cities of the MMO game World of Warcraft, and of the lore in general, uh, was a-, a character in concept. Uh, when narratively, the narration of the the, the world the World of War, or, excuse me, the Warcraft RTS games, yep. concludes after a great war and the world is rebuilding. So. Uh, the bridge after the game the RTS and the MMO saw a lot of behind the scenes stuff happen. Now they use novels to kind of bridge oh, those. Right, games. right. This is the this... Uh, the the where the game opened, where vanilla opened, there was a plot line in which one of the game world villains Uh, Well, a a, a successor character, one of the daughters of the major evil dragon character, had infiltrated the government and initiated the kidnapping of the king. Very little had been established about this king. Right. But nonetheless, he was a lore character. Uh, He was initially represented in-game. In a series of tunnels under Alcaz Island, for those of you who play World of Warcraft or are vaguely familiar with it, that you could kind of slip down. You didn't even really have to use an uh, exploit, but King Varian Wrynn was in a jail cell surrounded by max-level elite mobs. Okay. After a long period of time passed, this asset was then used as part of a major in-game event. That or was intended to be part of a major in-game event to release the king, that never happened. Instead, that area was used as part of the War of the Shifting Sands, the opening of the gates of Angkoraj. And the king just was eventually removed from that cell, and the island was repurposed as the lair of an evil, uh, evil leper gnome named Dr. Weevil, who was made a part of that uh, other event that was going right. on. Rather than reintroduce the king in-game, the decision was made to introduce him through secondary media, the same way they were using novels to bridge gaps in the game storyline. And in this case, the decision was made to marry to the world of comic bookery. Yes. And so this series was meant to give us the king, who would then join the in game goings on of the world of Warcraft, and his coolness would be established because we've had this epic series of comics that have built him into the most just awesome alpha destruction ball that ever was. And what we got was a first issue that was full of promise and hope and then an increasingly strangled narrative that gave us the most unpleasantly convoluted story of where the king's been and how he came back that that character never recovered or gained any of the prominence that Wow had wanted, that Blizzard had wanted. To the point where he was killed off quite a few years ago.
1: So, uh, what happened, what I have been told, and this series lasted uh, a few years, I think. Yeah, like, when the initial include... storyline
0: about the king was concluded, they tried a secondary uh, introduction of a new Mary Sue to, to replace their Merlin-like wizard character. Uh, it was a character named Madan, who would have been the uh, son of uh, 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 Medivh, the big sorcerer, savior, progenitor, villain character. Uh, and the response to him was so frigging negative, he was erased from lore.
1: So, Walt Simonson was told, you only have to use this one character to do whatever else you want. You can tell any story. That is not what happened. Apparently, Blizzard, after the first issue, for whatever reason, probably just internal politics stuff, yep. was very hands-on. Because yep. so, nerds got a script, gatekeep, especially yeah. creepy nerds. So, he would write a script. They would hate all of it. Mm-hmm. Change it on him and he talks about it. That's why he left because he didn't finish. He didn't right. write the what you were talking about with the wizard right, right. stuff. Um Not don't know why they promised Wild Storm and Walt they they could do whatever they wanted whatever they wanted in terms of story. Yeah. And then Every issue is increasingly, you can't do this, do this instead. Or you well, it's can't because do Blizzard
0: and I don't yeah.
1: worry about saying this aloud in the same way that you said horrible things about my
0: beloved friends Capcom. and, and <laughs> right. uh, Blizzard is a frat house filled by people of negotiable talent. Right. Oh, and oh, you can yeah. make a case-by-case suggestion that this person had a vision, mm-hmm. that person had a vision. Uh, those people would be the tiny handful that I would consider to be uh, at least on the fringes of old and established gaming community that matters, uh, all capitals. So whereas a gentleman who was once the life's blood of Dungeons & Dragons like Jeff Grubb
1: might right. have
0: run a DD and d game that included X, Y, and Z at Blizzard, I'm going to suggest that what we got wasn't Jeff Grubb. And if that sounds sour, I don't care, because look what you people built with your success. Shame on all of you. Right. Now, that having been said... Uh, I would say, with certainly not suggesting this is one of the individuals I'm talking about, but Chris Metzen had a singular vision for that game. He was the the primary story head honcho, and man, could he rock prescription sunglasses. Totally not a douche look at all, buddy. You're on the right side of history. I don't want to say anything negative about you. Because you certainly didn't know about the horrors that were going on at your frat house. So having been said, he carried enough of a tabletop game's decades of professionally manufactured and crafted lore with him that informed the original Verve story and soul that was the Warcraft universe. Right, And it was unique because you felt like you were playing through the D&D game of Masters.
1: Right, well, I have a theory too that every the first issue has responded too well mm-hmm. and they probably just got Oh, jealous. is this
0: something oh no. Yeah, and that's, that's
1: exactly you've beaten me right. because that's where I was
0: headed. That <clears throat> our man Metzen is a frustrated comic book writer. Yeah. I say no more. His heroes on a book should have been the happiest time of his life.
1: But it's about keeping gates. And I, oh, oh no, old man, wait, 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 modern verve. Here, here, use these characters nobody cares about. Yeah, and I think the last Warcraft books from Wildstorm were written by Blizzard people. I think they, were. They, I think they just got fed... Wildstorm got fed up and said, no, if you guys are making this much changes, you guys just write them. And they were and if, gross, and they failed. dickering,
0: convoluted
1: in the deep cracks of what was going on in game I mean, stuff
0: w- that was just no fun Warcraft to read.
1: number one, so like 100,000 copies. Uh-huh. And then by the time it was dead... It was selling under ten thousand by by Blizzard people. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's Heartbreaking. unfortunate.
0: And I did read an interview with with the master Walt Simonson that his enthusiasm did come across. Yeah, and I assumed that it, you know that it was just being a company man in terms of his talking right. about the love of the game. Right. You know, my nephew plays, and you know, I play over his shoulder, and blah blah blah. But if you say he is a committed no,
1: he's a huge Zelda fan. Huge. Uh, he has talked about how Nintendo are jerks for not do you remember the nineties Nintendo comics? For oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what Jim Shooter did to <laughs> Nintendo or what, but like those series were best selling books. I and they bought every single number I, one. I think I have a full run of uh, Valiant Nintendo. Dude, the concept but... of an evil game designer who gets all the way to the end boss on his Game
0: Boy to Super Mario Land just to let Mario die because he hates Mario yeah. so much and venerates
1: the villain of the game, Tatanga the Spaceman. Man, th- is is so twisted th- and such a waste of IP. I love it. I think what happened too is that um, it was Western. It wasn't manga translated. It was American. It was comics. all American, yeah. It was crap. And the I The lore. Loved it. I know that the Zelda lore is very. The Zelda comics are very, very good. Correct. And I think I every, every time I look in previews, which is the comic book catalog, and I see like a Legend of Zelda manga, or I go right. to Barnes and Noble and I look at it, it's not the same. Correct. It's you know it's the and Western audience wants like Western. Zelda right. or, or Metroid. They don't want
0: 10 years about this dippy boy waifu yeah, right. who has humble adventures that don't involve a sword. With with like side characters. These it's are the cr- three issues in which I milk the friggin cows. Yeah, it's very no. bizarre. Um, yeah, and with characters that have never been in the game. No, never yet. Who is this mysterious ninja you know, with uh, a tentacle growing wow. out of his back with a samurai well, head I, at the end of I it.
1: Saw, what the hell am I looking at? I saw a game once or a, 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 a manga once in Barnes & Noble where Link is with some random anime girl, that and right. that's it. She's just she's just like in the adventures. They're in a village together, and you're just like, what Depends. is going on? Yeah.
0: yeah, if they're happy with it, I suppose. That's
1: so enough. yeah, I mean, I I think even now, video game comics, um, there aren't as much as people think. Every time I see a book put out by
0: Udon, and I see the female perfection on those oh, covers, I don't know why they don't do. That. I'm like, why is this not a thing that can happen every month? What is wrong with the world that denies I, I me? I don't know.
1: All of the Chun Li. Yeah, they they have a uh, they have an agreement because they do all the art books and right. um, stuff like that. Every once in a while, they'll do like a swimsuit issue to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a, a while, you know, what's shot. better than that.
0: Every other week. Look, Look. hi, Keith Field here, proven <laughs> homosexual fact of the matter is, I'd like a life uh, that has more of Cammie's butt in it. So please, <laughs>
1: Studio Udon, well, do what you can. It's also the other problem where like, it's much easier and faster and more lucrative for artists to do pinups. And that's my thing with Udon. I think they just they they just focus on well, pinups and covers. As, as which we'll, is unfortunate.
0: You know, a, a brilliant artist by the name of Jim Lee, during COVID, to, to help all those comic book shops out there, drew a pinup a day. Of a random Marvel character that they, you know, that was then auctioned off to make money for failing things, and what that proved to me was the world needs pinup books, the world needs <sighs> themed art books again. And, but they because but, it was the most exciting thing that came out during COVID. No, I yeah, want I, that on a regular basis. No, and if it can involve Cammy's butt.
1: Well, then sorry, Jim. Oh, you have We looked, have a winner. You have looked at it. The, there's a lot of uh, Capcom art books. I know like, there are. Tons I want of them. more of them. Oh wow! All right.
0: I want I, I want. This is what I'm talking about. This is Vision, Paul. I want a monthly. I want a art book monthly. Oh, yeah. That's... It can happen. Five bucks, I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird... Let's see them in the Antarctic half naked. Let's see them in Atlantis well, with, with Pepe Lorenzo well, this is... This is <laughs> look! He doesn't just have to swim the blues. Well, this is
1: another... This is a comics history lesson. Uh, Udon or Udon, whatever you want to call them, are, is another one of these imprints that went to image right? became huge... And then, for some reason, decide to stri- strike out on their own, and then no one remembers their combo company. Anymore. Right, right. Like I literally do not know what Udon puts out until someone says something, and then there's a quarter page, nine quarter, like a <laughs> three centimeter ad in previews, being like Chun Lee's adventures, number one. Paul and I'm I like, what is this? Had gone under ten years ago. No, then but-
0: I got employed by a little concern <laughs> called <laughs> Infinite Heroes, right? Where I'm making up for lost time. Yeah. You know, getting back into the hook of the intimacies of the industry, and and yeah, seeing that they've still been around It's great heart. It's crazy. It's like I've been talking about a, a monthly sexy book for for a decade with yeah. these
1: people. And, Come I, on. and I think they have the cap. They'll never lose the license either because Capcom, the, the art books make them money. Yeah. So I'm sure someone like Dynamite or IDW would love to have the Capcom. I'm just saying we could all be making more money, kids. There's a difference between the quality in a monthly versus a big fancy art book. Every once in a while they'll do like a Mega Man comic. Or just eh. Capcom. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's an art book, and, and I don't care about Mega Man's ass. Have you I'm a very complicated member of my organization? Well, and that's the other weird thing. Have you looked? So you know about these art books that exist? Well, of course. Have you looked at the recent ones? Because they are like risque, risque. They know they are what their crazy. audience is,
0: and they know what their audience sees on a regular basis on those very real, 34 like Felicia websites. from. Uh, well, so they're trying to meet him halfway. Well, Felicia from uh, Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers, and et al. all,
1: right? She's like in these poses where I'm like, she's supposed to have fur there. What are you guys doing? Yeah, she's a hero. It's funny. That's her heroism shining
0: through. Rendering for
1: translucent,
0: right? <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, uh, the, the, I feel the world should be much more excited than it is about the existence of the Capcom Fighting Game Collection. Just came out two weeks ago. Well, these are the problems. I this, own my copy, damn it! This is the problem. I'm going to be Felician all day long. Well, this is
1: the the once I get past live a leaf, right? Live a life or whatever the hell it's called. This is my loop around too. With these, the as being a, being in comics and working in comics. Yeah, yeah. Um... It's been proven that, like, when you go back to an established property, it's at least beneficial just to keep that property alive. Right. It's crazy. The to me. whole
0: software industry was based around right. that mentality.
1: It's insane. Better to
0: grab a dead franchise and dust it off than start fresh because
1: right. someone will remember Conkers. And I'm not even going to mention Capcom because it's just. Castle. It's only a few. No, you shouldn't. They're, They're angels. The sweet angels. But
0: Capcom. Every Cap- mistake you made with Bionic Commando wasn't
1: your fault. God bless you, Capcom. Right. I'm staring at Paul to see what he does
0: picking up a knife. Get away, Capcom. Yeah.
1: Capcom needs to like you know people want like a Darkstalkers game or a right. Bionic Commando, and they game, refuse. And they refuse to do it. And we it's, keep them trapped in you know, a vault. I mean, Darkstalkers. People could buy Darkstalkers t-shirts and merchandise. There hasn't been a game in twenty plus years. Let me direct
0: you to the Capcom fighting
1: game collection. But that's the uh, that's
0: the that's the old one. It involves the the one that was never involved in or never released in the U.S. In the U.S. Involved. Oh and great! Exception- it's the the actual ROMs. You don't right. feel like you playing. Emulator. Right, right. And
1: there's a Puzzle Fighter. What is that? Puzzle 90, Fighter is more important than any fighting that game that it 90, was. Is that 99, 98? What is that? Uh... Well, obviously it's from right. long ago. Right. Your point is made. My, but that's still, the thing. I mean, very I, happy
0: to own it. And I
1: say that knowing like they don't you know, it, it's pull, Street Fighter was like pulling teeth for them. When I watch the the dedicated streamers, guys like uh,
0: Maximilian Dude or Matt Muscles and, and name
1: dropping people. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> letting you know who I watch.
0: We are so beneath their feet. That's why I'm mentioning more, or my sweet Scott the Waz, who I want to marry more than anything. Uh, the, the when they are you know having this discussion about the, these games and 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 Capcom's right. seeming apathy, the thing that always comes back to it, and this is why, why I drop their names. Is they don't know why Capcom treats their properties like this either. No because one does. It's, it's not clear. It, it's some sort of narrative we don't have access to. Right. Why they keep the stuff trapped, why they, they, they everything they've done with farming out properties in a seeming want to kill them. Yeah, you know, We will not make Bionic Commando a marquee game.
1: Instead, we'll use it as an well, experiment to see if we can find I, and field I, American talent or out-of-area out out talent. I, I know. know that somebody wanted to buy all of Konami's properties, like yeah. uh, metal, metal Gear. It's not that many. i like, buy them 20 bucks What is now. it? It's like Metal Gear. But I love them, as if I spent 20 billion. Right. It's, like, it's Metal Gear and Castlevania... And maybe other uh, <clears throat> amphi- buy you, Billy. Oh yes, the the <laughs> seminal, you. the buy you, Billy. Contra, come on, Thank Paul, you. with that the contra. contra. Well, so someone, an American company, I don't know if it was a media company, really, company tried to sell them, and Konami had no interest. And that's insane. It's like and you're you're not, a dead not, not for what they've done. So what I was going to ask you about the Kid Icarus thing was this.
0: Yes. Well, And why do I bring it up right now? Because look how long it took to get another Kid Icarus. Now, a lot of people don't know there was a Kid the Icarus for the Game Boy. Yeah, I remember. That is considered a sequel to the original, even though it's basically the same game. Right. That, that would happen on occasion right, back in the right, day. Right, right, right. Here are my other two points on Kid Icarus. Number one, you told me you'd use playthroughs and game states and all that. And we can open that as a larger discussion, yeah, maybe yeah, next yeah. episode. But I, I don't judge people negatively that for that per se, but we'll have a chat about that, right. that aspect of the virtual gaming. And you were using sites so that you could kind of narrate your way through the game if you'd gotten stuck. Right. Did you do what I, I hope you did? When you found out about the credit card, did you get the credit card?
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm really anal in my video game, especially if I, if I use a strategy guide. Which, by the way, I've been using strategy guides since the NES. Like, I actually... Do have those guides? I'm not going to judge you. Cool. I'm the guy
0: who struggled to beat. No, I didn't struggle. I was the guy whose sole goal was to beat the game as quickly as possible. So while obviously I'm a hero in comparison to your villainy. I spiritually do not feel
1: I have enough karmic purchase to mock you for the use of N- guides. Nice. So, yes, I got the credit card. It does suggest
0: you may have a learning disability, but we don't uh, make fun no, of no, that sort law. of thing. All right, okay. I mean, I had heard that the bus was a little short on the corner, but I, I hope those books gave you a sense of security
1: as you read through. Well, those books also had a lot of lore, especially the Zelda ones.
0: And that's where I won't hit you at all. Yeah, that's I think the lore, they're worth owning just to serve as a, a lore I'm source. I'm still yeah.
1: waiting for my sequel. To Link's Adventure, Nintendo.
0: <laughs> really? As is
1: every single really? person. Yeah. They promised a seek. Sequ- There's never been, for anybody who doesn't know this, it, in the NES, in, in the Zelda tapestry, it goes the original Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. Zelda 2, Link's, uh, Link's Adventure, and then every game after that is a prequel. All right, all right. no, and all it's... you are wrong, but spiritually you're correct. Well, Don't worry, like...
0: this is not no. an argument. I, I know a little more about this. This is I if the, the actual say statement is this. boy, I'm going
1: to kill you. No. Uh. <laughs> the
0: actual problem is this. In Spirit Paul is 100% correct. What people don't understand about the Legend of Zelda games, it, this is a little weirder and it's a subject that consumes the nights of many enthusiasts both casual and intimate. Is you have the Legend of Zelda game, you then have the sequel. This is the end of the clear, shared continuity that runs between every Zelda game. Because something happens at the end of Zelda 2 that the world isn't aware of, a timeline splits. This is all canon from Nintendo. I will let you know when the canon ends. There are two timelines created at the end of that game. One in which Ganon is resurrected, because you'll remember in Zelda 2, right. if you die, only then did Ganon's followers resurrect him. They resurrected him from the blood of Link. So the one reality was created in which Ganon went forward to be the villain of that world. Another reality is created in which Ganon did not get resurrected at that time. Now, from that point, everything that follows is largely debatable. When Dark, Horse, when Dark Horse comics started putting out those beautiful hardcover yeah, Zelda books, yeah, I,
1: one of them is the lore. Yeah, I thought that I thought the divergent happened in Ocarina, not in the original. That, no,
0: it's right
1: off the bat. Yeah, that
0: yeah. game. Uh, the timing of Ocarina is a thing. Because Ocarina can happen oh.
1: before Zelda 2. Are we going to have length? this argument about oh, the, pronunci- argument. the pronunciation of Ocarina? Oh, that's and a real Ocarina. world thing. If I, I'm getting it wrong, it's just because I lived in a, uh, a shotgun shack and just, bought it myself every word I'm I know just, from the I'm
0: backs just, of fucking sugar packets. I'm just kidding. That yes. F-bomb I drop happily. Yes. But... It's, it's, say it right for the people. And we want to encourage literacy here. Uh, it's ocarina time. I pronounced it for years as, uh, this sugar was packed on the Baltimore pier. Then I learned it was closer to ocarina. Uh, this is what I'm talking about though, yeah. the games take place in random order. Yeah, There are differing attitudes, and when that game came, that book came out, yeah. there was already an announcement that the timeline was rejected by the Nintendo post-publication. I do, I do remember that, but yeah. everybody likes that timeline. I know they because... do! And there is a perfect timeline to establish in my mind. And the the largest narrative path I can offer you right now without... Yes, that's right. My notes in front of me. <sighs> Uh, is that all of the awesome DS games? Some were a little too hard, but the Those Phantom are... Hourglass and the Train and that's uh, if you want, and, and the, they were all after Wind Waker. They were from the Good World. The Good World, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll mention that, but all of them, it's it's crazy and nuts, and it's not essential to enjoying all of them. And at the and, and I will offer as a spiritual aside to this story. The the canon relationship of the Mario Brothers games has often similarly been a thing. Oh, they've
1: destroyed I am that. here to
0: tell you what Mr. Miyamoto's official statement on all of I this is. I think I is. know this. Go ahead. And by virtue of the fact that, yes, I may have disappointed some of you, I do indeed refer to the man as Mr. Miyamoto. He is one of my heroes. He is one of the magical people. He's a friend oh, yeah. to us all. He understands what creating fun is. Love Nintendo or hate it, he's on a whole other level, people. Go lick your Call of Duties, because you know what doing that will do? Summon a foul-smelling genie that gives you the last Avengers game for the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Miyamoto knows how to build fun. You know, He's a hero of mine. And he has said, my answer to all of you, because he's always so beautifully respected. Right, yes. But to paraphrase him, it was, I understand that the Interconnected video games is very important to players. I will suggest, though, that the thing that should be more important is fun. How, the, how fun is redefined and how fun can be looked at. And you can get an experience that feels like one of our games with entirely different rules, ideas, powers, and scenarios. That's what's always going to be more important to me. And so ultimately, the Mario Brothers games don't matter if they're interconnected. I view every one of our game installments as a brand new universe with a brand new reimagining of the game I, before Yeah, it. I've heard that. I've heard that. Um... And as much as that might frustrate classic Keith Field, who is all about his Marvel continuity and would curse DC when it didn't curate a singular right. continuity, in the same way that a game is to be consumed and left, as you suggest, I am fine for with that. With Nintendo-style games. The idea that every Mario is his own Mario is liberating to me. Uh, But! Right. It would be cooler
1: if we had a a roadmap of how all the Zeldas fit together. Well, I feel like Zelda. I think case
0: by case, you can argue the point with Mr.
1: Mimo. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the problem with Metroid. They stay away from Metroid because their fan base it's a more serious, it's the most serious Nintendo right. game. So they say, so okay, they, if it doesn't share Nintendo philosophy, we'll let what, the secondaries right. it and, out. Right, and, yeah. and that's why all the Metroid games are kind of,
0: sort of in order. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't universe. think it'll surprise anybody when I tell you, of all the franchises, it's the one that I let go. Because it's so not Nintendo to me anymore. Because I'm manage. obviously <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Just Man, kidding. baby, field can't handle that level of serious. No, Paul, because there's one game that suggests Mother Brain is a positive entity. Oh, I'm flawed. So I, yes, ask you, Team yeah, Ninja. That was I weird. will not
1: accept your version of Metroid. Who gave us Zero Suit Samus, though? God, 64.
0: Paul. And every time. No, I
1: hey, y'all! Thanks for checking out what talking the guys
0: Spake about. Add your voice to the conversation at Rat's Nest Studios on Facebook. And help grow the Infinite Geek Talk family. Subscribe and review on your favorite pod catcher. Infinite Geek Talk is brought to you by Infinite Heroes Comics, Cards, and Collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut, and Gorilla Valley Games. Infinite Geek Talk is a Rat's Nest production, recorded and engineered by Rich Johnson in the Rat's Nest Studio.